Hi everybody, welcome back to Cancer to Marathon. This is episode four of the My Story series where I'm talking about my story uh, from being diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia um, all the way through uh, running a marathon here just this past December in uh, 2019. And so uh, this probably is my favorite chapter in this whole story though because this is the chapter where I get to talk about um, finding out that I was in molecular remission and kind of how I got there. Um, if you haven't watched the previous three chapters, I would recommend that you go back and do that. Um, we've talked about um, my diagnosis. We've talked about uh, my induction and my consolidation treatments along with some challenges that I had with infections. And uh, then today, we are going to talk about molecular remission and uh, how I believe I got there. Um, so if you think back to the end of the last episode, uh, the consolidation therapy episode, um, we were talking about, uh, we just finished my f uh, fourth round of consolidation therapy, my fifth round of chemotherapy altogether, and I had achieved a reversal in my 16th genome, which was one of the two uh, genomes in my DNA that uh, were mutated that were causing the blast, that were causing the immature white blood cells um, that were causing my leukemia. And uh, my 17th genome was still being stubborn. Um, it had not reversed itself, and that gave me a higher uh, chance of the uh, acute myeloid leukemia returning. And so uh, my doctors had, up at MD Anderson had recommended that I go on a clinical trial uh, that was going to basically put me on a maintenance dose of chemotherapy three days a month, uh, three consecutive days a month. Um, and uh, that would have lasted for two to three years uh, was what they were projecting. And they were hoping that by having that steady therapy, um, that genome would reverse itself. This was a, a plan that was not unlike um, many treatment plans that are done by older acute myeloid leukemia patients, uh, but typically not done for younger patients like myself who could handle a little bit stronger therapy plan, which is what I had had. Um, we had seen that Ohio State University had done a similar clinical trial and the results have just been basically a pushing back of any kind of relapse. Um, it helped prevent relapse in the short term, but the long-term prognosis wasn't any different. And I was looking for a complete cure. Uh, my body had also been beat up for um, quite a bit of, of chemotherapy over the past six months. Um, I was ready to get outside and, um, and hopefully live a little bit. Um, and so I decided, um, maybe after watching one too many episodes of Dr. Oz when I was in the hospital, um, I decided to, uh, to step away, not do the maintenance therapy right away, give myself a little bit of time to think about things and get myself back into shape so that my immune system could fight off any, uh, free radicals that might get into my bloodstream and help prevent any kind of future issues potentially that way. Um, so the first thing that I did uh, was I went home and I cleaned out our pantry. Um, I became a, a big believer uh, during the time that I was in the hospital that uh, food 
can affect your uh, makeup, your blood's makeup. And I saw that by how quickly I was able to bounce back um, from some of my chemotherapy, uh, see my cell counts bounce back up, um, you know, by eating foods that were higher in iron, for example, um, you know, helped with um, my hemoglobin counts. Uh, you, could, you could start seeing uh, that progress. And so I was curious to see uh, what, a, what a complete lifestyle change in my diet would do. And so uh, as I cleaned out the pantry, I got rid of any foods that had um, processed sugar um, in the label. Um, also, any kind of um, highly refined grains, uh, such as bleached flowers. Um, I went ahead and kicked those to the curb as well. Um, and basically tried to eat whole foods as much as possible. Um, whole foods meaning uh, straight from the ground, straight from the animal. Um, I didn't go vegan or anything. Um, whole grains were okay. Um, oatmeal became uh, kind of my best friend when I was in the hospital, and I continued that um, as I uh, went into my post-treatment. And uh, just started thinking about, okay, what can I put in my body? Um, not that it's not going to harm my body, although that was a big part of it too, but what can I be eating right now that would be the very best possible thing for my body? And that was kind of the mentality that I took. And so, um, you know, nice balance of proteins, uh, vegetables, fruits, um, and whole grains uh, really, really made up for it. We got rid of um, things like butter, replaced them with things like olive oil. Um, you know, I became a, a, a fan of minimizing dairy um, simply for uh, some of the higher hormone counts that are in dairy. Um, you know, I, I still eat some dairy, uh, but not as much as I did. I'm not, you know, constantly putting cheese on everything. Um, you know, it's more of a once a week type thing. Uh, and I started looking for healthier alternatives. I went to Whole Foods and I started looking for healthier alternatives that were available um, for food objects that I, or food items that I liked. Um, you know, what could I, what could I do to, to make that taste good, but also be good for me? Um, so for example, pizza. Um, you know, I like pizza. Everybody likes pizza, I think, for the most part. Um, and the parts of pizza that are bad for you would be the refined flour, uh, the bleached flour in the crust, um, the sugar in the crust, the sugar in the sauce, um, high, higher sodium levels in the sauce potentially, and then also, um, also the hormones in the, in the cheese. And then, of course, any of the, the toppings on there, they're just going to be really high in saturated fats, really high um, in grease, and, and not going to add any nutritional benefit. So uh, what I did, we started making our own pizzas with, uh, with whole wheat crust. Um, I've since converted to cauliflower crust, which is fantastic. It's crust uh, made entirely out of cauliflower. So you're eating a vegetable, basically, when you're uh, eating your pizza. Um, finding a sauce that didn't have uh, sugar added to it, um, looking at those labels and looking for the added sugar, looking uh, at the actual ingredients instead of just the nutritional information and just making sure I knew exactly what was in that item. Um, the cheese, you know, just making sure that it was um, as minimally processed as possible. 
um, you know, just just straight whole milk mozzarella um, with with no additional additives. Um, changing from you know a meat uh, lovers pizza to a margarita pizza that has um, basil and garlic and things that have some nutritional benefit for your body. That's just one example of a food that I feel you can you can make healthy. You know, particularly for a once a week type thing, you can make that food healthy. Um, it's just we've been trained to eat this highly processed um, stuff, and, and um, it sometimes it takes taking a step back and really uh, taking into account exactly what you're putting into your body in order for you to uh, to make that change. And so, uh, going to the store and just reading those labels and finding healthier versions of what we had previously been eating was a big step. So um, starting in March of that year, which was 2014, after my chemotherapy was over, I started eating healthy. Um, I started getting a, a reasonable amount of exercise, although not an exercise regimen. It was more just making sure that I was taking walks on a consistent basis, um, making sure that I was getting up and I was moving, um, you know, some throughout the day on a consistent basis. Um, and so I did that, and I ended up losing quite a bit of weight. Um, I went from being uh, probably at the end of my chemo, I, I was somewhere around 210 pounds, which was down about 25 pounds from when I started my chemo. Um, you know, I dropped that 25 pounds basically due to the chemo. Um, but uh, I, I continued to lose weight, and I went from being probably about 210 pounds at the end of my chemo to you know, about nine months later, Christmas of that following year of 2014, uh, being somewhere around 170 pounds. And I continued to lose a little bit of weight from there as well. But the reason that I bring up that Christmas date is that something really exciting happened right around that time. Um, just after Thanksgiving, I had kind of developed a, um, a rash on my leg. And it itched a lot, uh, which made it different than the petechiae that I had originally experienced. But um, I, we were still concerned about it. I had little purple spots again, and um, it was just not, it was not something that we felt great about. And so um, went back to MD Anderson to have them do some blood tests and a uh, bone marrow biopsy uh, on me again, just to check and make sure that there was nothing uh, relapse related going on there. And uh, my doctor, before we left, said, "No, everything looks good. You've got you've got a rash, uh, you know, on your on your leg, and and that's completely independent of uh, the leukemia." Uh, but she said, "You know, we'll we'll get you your bone marrow biopsy results when they're fully available here in about two or three weeks." And uh, MD Anderson has a portal that they put all of your results uh, on when your test results come back. Well, my doctor uh, ended up going on vacation right around that time, uh, but my results popped up on my portal, and uh, I looked at them, and they're they're highly scientific the way that they're written, uh, but we've become pretty good at, at deciphering these uh, over the course of the treatment, and I thought I was seeing something exciting, and that was that I thought that uh, I was seeing that that 17th genome was normal and not mutated anymore. And uh, so I ran it by my wife and my dad, who had both become proficient at reading those as well. They thought they saw the same thing. But again, my doctor's on vacation and uh, we're looking forward to talking to her when she got back. 
And finally, she, she gets back from vacation. She gives me a call. And she said, hey, did you look at your, at your test results? I said, yeah, I did. And she said, well, you know, what, what, did, what do you think? And I said, well, I think what I'm seeing is that, you know, I have, I have a molecular remission. And she said, yeah, that's exactly what's happened. And she said, what have you been doing? And I, I talked to her about the diet, about, you know, focusing on replacing uh, you know things that were pro- highly processed with things that were natural and uh, just you know healthier versions of the same thing, minimizing the sugars, things that I had just talked to you about, and um, and she said this is this is really cool. She said um, you know a lot of times you know our, our even our our older doctors that have been here for a while they they get kind of stuck on the fact that hey you know we have to have medicines to help. Uh, you know, make some of these things happen. And she said, this is, this is a really cool thing that I can take to them and, and show them that, hey, you know, there's, there are definitely stories that go against uh, modern medicine. Not that modern medicine isn't completely necessary in a lot of cases, but that maybe there's, maybe there's some other ways to, to handle these situations. And so, um, so I became a molecular remission in December of 2014. And it was just such an exciting moment for me and uh, been there for the last five years and uh, still uh, still live by the same lifestyle principles that I created for myself in March or April of that year. Um, I am going to make a separate video for this specifically about diet and what I did and, and I'd also like to do a live stream Q&A um, at some point in the near future as well. Uh, about that, uh, where we can have a discussion around what other people are doing. Uh, I'd love to, to find out what you're doing uh, from a um, from a, a dietary standpoint, as well as uh, you know anything that might be more of a homeopathic type treatment like that. Um, and uh, anyway, I look forward to uh, to hearing from you. Hopefully, in the comments below as well. Um, so that is today's, uh, I guess, conclusion of my treatment story. Uh, there are some things that I left out on purpose because I wanted this to be a fairly streamlined version of my story over these four episodes. Uh, but I do want to go into um, some other things related to my story. Uh, we're going to talk to some of my caregivers, um, talk to them about what their experience was like, talk to my family, and uh, uh, talk to them and, and uh, you know what that experience was like for them as somebody that wasn't the patient but was obviously being affected in a lot of other ways. And then we're also going to go into some things like, you know, challenges with health insurance, challenges, um, you know, with billing, things of that nature, uh, things that I learned as we went through that process um, that might be able to help you as well. So future episodes related to those things coming up as well. But um, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this episode. I hope uh, that maybe some of what I shared today as top level as it was has been beneficial for you. And again, we'll get into uh, some of the topics a little bit more in depth as we move forward. Uh, We also have another individual that uh, follows our channel who is going to share his story very soon as well. So we're looking forward to to sharing that and uh, a little bit different story than mine. And uh, again, we encourage you to do the same thing, you know, get in front of your web camera, get in front of a a camera that you have and and send us your story um, so that we can share it and we can create a library here that would be beneficial for others going forward. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.